politics, sex, and the unrelenting fire hose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week, we begin by venting about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. And uh, just a reminder, if you're a fan, if you're enjoying us, to uh, rate, review, subscribe, recommend us to your friends, your colleagues, your whoever's. Uh, mm-hmm. Follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Feminist Without Mystique, Twitter, FWM Podcast. Um, just slide into our DMs if you feel so inclined. We are here for it. We are. Mm-hmm. We're here. We're here. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's great to be here. Great it to is. be here. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just things are, things are, the news is coming fast and loose. Uh, oh, it is. It is coming at us. Things are happening. Um yeah. 2022 you're not slowing down (laughs) no i mean hey lots of things are happening and uh republicans are really getting away with a ton of shit we were kind of discussing before we hit record that like there's a lot of news every day where i feel like damn if there was any justice and if anyone was paying any attention you'd be like this would be harmful yeah (laughs) and then it's just like people who aren't republicans getting mad about things republicans are doing and also things that like their own people are doing and then Republicans just being like, cool with whatever our own party wants to do, with the exception of like Mitt Romney sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, I am a hero somehow in this somehow. timeline. It's Mitt Romney standing for justice. Like, yeah, that glass of milk is uh, really... Room temperature. <laughs> that glass of room temperature milk. It's really a barrier between us and I guess... The fascist rule of Trump? I don't, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. You know, January 6th commissions chug, chug, chugging along. Things mm-hmm. keep coming up. Sure do. If it, if anyone cared, you know, it would be pretty upsetting. <laughs> Some pretty upsetting stuff. Um, especially considering the texts that um, Marjorie Taylor Greene was sending um, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows about um, suggesting that maybe he impose martial law maybe casual mm-hmm. from this elected individual yeah so anyway lots of casual things happening trump what we were discussing earlier um it has been held in contempt of court and charged ten thousand dollars a day until he complies we love that let's like skip to the part where let's just acknowledge he's probably he's never intending to pay he will never int- pay does he have it like he doesn't have it. He doesn't. He doesn't ever intend to pay. He never thinks his con- consequences consequences will ever catch up with him. Which can you blame him? Um, so let's just skip to like whatever the next steps are here. Like yeah. he's held in contempt. Okay, you're charging him ten thousand thousand a day. Okay, what happens next? <laughs> yeah. What's are we gonna have any justice here? Um, TBD. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, but not not super hopeful but i am at least a little cautiously optimistic that something will stick there's a lot of spaghetti being thrown at the wall with him um yeah that he's made it this far so yeah yeah he's probably just i mean that he's just gonna probably like melt away before there's any actual justice you know i think like (laughs) just fully melt just like (laughs) shrivel up like a yeah it's possible. Or, I mean, with uh, with Musky Musk, maybe 
he'll come come back to Twitter and oh. be reelected. And uh... Musk, he's the uh, bastion of free speech. <laughs> why is he? Why like? Why must you get involved in this? Um, yeah, Twitter's basically Elon's little baby now, and he feels like there needs to be free speech on Twitter, um, which is his code for like, you can say hateful, like Nazi hate speech and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, incite violence. Yeah. You can incite violence, like revenge porn, possibly depending on where you are and whether it's illegal elsewhere mm-hmm. or illegal within that state. Um, and the thing about free speech is it means that, like, the government can't arrest you for expressing opinions it doesn't like. It doesn't right. mean that a private corporation like Twitter doesn't have the authority to ban, you know, bigoted, um, threatening people from it. And you can get away with right. a lot on Twitter. It's not, like, <laughs> yeah. it's not easy to, I mean, I guess it would be easy to get banned if that's what you just wanted to do. But, like, you can get, a, you can say a lot of things before you're mm-hmm. kicked off Twitter. There's yeah. quite a, quite a threshold there. And it's like, why is this here? You have so much money. You have so many things. You stupid baby man. Yeah. Why, why, why must you be Twitter king now? Just, like, you're not, <sighs> Yeah. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. I mean, um, there was a essay in the New York Times called Elon Musk is a problem masquerading as a solution. Um, I think it was today by Anandjiran Daz, which um, he wrote this book that I liked about um, called Winners Take All the Elite Charade of um, the Elite Charade of Changing the World, where he basically comes after like billionaires and their philanthropic um, endeavors and just kind of rips them apart. So he was talking about just all the ways in which this is uh, not the way the world should be going in terms of um, Elon buying Twitter. And many, many people have made a number of really good points on Twitter. Um, But most recently, um, someone, I'm saying someone while I like try to bring it up on my... Someone. Someone. A user on Twitter. (laughs) A Twitter Um. user by the handle of something, which will be filled in shortly for our listeners. (laughs) Um, Steven Semler um, said the amount Elon Musk just paid for Twitter, $44 is nearly equal to Biden's proposed climate budget, $44.9 in case anyone's wondering how seriously we're taking the climate crisis. There are so many issues like that, like yeah not so many issues but i mean there are lots of substantial heavy issues like that like hunger um it's like instead of like plotting your escape to another planet like you really could make a a big impact on the one here as much as anything else like it's it's offensive to me because it's grotesque that someone you know i certainly we all can sit here and judge him Um, I will. (laughs) I will. And I will. I fucking will. To survey the world and to look at Twitter and say, I want to own that, basically. Like, that's that's what needs fixing. And that's what needs, like, and only I can fix it. And that's what I will spend $44 billion to acquire. Is really, really unimaginable to me. That you would have that amount of wealth and that you you would put it towards towards that no one wants you there um it's really just to stick it it's like to stick it in the eyes of different people in in his Mm -hmm. very small 
elite circle of billionaires. It's disgusting. There's so much, so much that could be done with that, that amount of money. It's offensive. It, it is. And for the people who are like, well, he earned it. He can do what he wants. And then it's like, it is money that he has access to that he can technically do what he wants with. Um, however, as a human being on this <laughs> earth, I'm entitled to my opinion about what he is doing with that uh, money that I don't think he does deserve to have. Right. I don't think anyone deserves to have that much money. It's we are the, the more I think about it and the older I get, the more bonkers it is. And it feels like to those who have money, it's almost fake if you have enough mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can do things like you can just like fudge numbers and make shit up. And it's just like there's just like this idea of money once you have enough of it. And then there are people who are paycheck to paycheck deciding, you know, that they can't eat because their kids have to eat, working all these jobs, um, living in like an allegedly capitalist society where they're doing all these like sharing apps mm-hmm. <laughs> to make money. You know, it's just like, oh, my God, it's all so broken. And then you have people defending people like trump like these working class white collar people being like or blue collar these working class white collar people you know these working class white blue collar people defending Mm -hmm. trump and people like him um saying that they've got their best interests at heart and they're just pawns in the game and it's so fucking transparent and i feel like i'm losing my mind no, it's it is. It's like there's this line in the musical 1776. Do you uh, like musicals <laughs> about history? Um, where? Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. The congressman from South Carolina is like ha- they have this little dance. They have this this number where they're um talking about uh being landowning white slave owning men (laughs) basically um and it's and and they're talking about how they they said uh this congressman said people would rather protect the dream of becoming rich than face the reality of becoming poor and that is why they will follow us to the right always to the right never to the left forever to the right and it's just like I don't know that. I mean, even when I was learning in like elementary school, when I was listening to this soundtrack and didn't understand everything, I think that did sort of clang for me. It's not that I don't think that you people should be able to, there should, I think that incentives and in an economy and in the world are ultimately good. I've, I think a lot of us have worked at jobs where there's no incentive and you get like your 2.5 cost of living raise and no incentive. People do bad jobs. They do good jobs. Nothing happens. Incentives I think are good and make the world go around. And mm-hmm. um, that's great. And you should be able to accumulate a certain amount of wealth for the work that you're doing. This is not, I'm not saying that, you know, yeah, like, but just within reason, like when you hit a billion, let's, let's see, are you paying a your billion. workers? Like yeah. what are your workers getting paid and what's the structure there? There's also so much, I, I really want to like actually educate myself fully and read like all the books that exist that have documented that in the last 40 years, the gap between the uber, uber wealthy and everyone else has grown by magnitudes that have, have not mm-hmm. been seen in human history. And the, the New York Times Daily did did a special on this on on Sunday where they were talking about billionaires and how in the last 10 years, the amount of billionaires has actually has grown and it is going up. The amount of billionaires is going up, um, I think, still exponentially. Like and during the pandemic, more billionaires cropped up as everyone else became poorer. 
So there is like a relationship between the type of fucked up capitalism that exists now Mm -hmm. that pushes most people down and some people up, up, up that needs to be fixed. Oh, absolutely. And it's like poverty breeds, um, I mean, so many awful things that hurt people, but it also breeds crime. Mm -hmm. And like there are all these cycles that are fed into one another when you are widening this wealth gap and making it harder for people on the bottom. And then people at the top can further kind of berate and belittle people at the bottom because these things are happening. And I'm sure this money will trickle down. No, mister or miss, but generally (laughs) mister more often than not white mister it's just it's so so unfair and so unjust and i don't know if people aren't thinking about how much money like a billion dollars is and how little they're paid and god and there's that one ceo who paid like who took a pay cut so he could pay all of his employees 70 grand and he was he took a pay cut to be paid 70 grand too and like it just it did so well and then recently i was reading about how he was accused of sexual assault. Is this Dan Price? Like Dan uh, Price, Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that I was out. just thinking about that. I'm like, oh, that was a, a wee see you I had saved that I didn't, didn't find in my, yeah. <laughs> my combings of my angry screenshots and notes. Yeah. Um, which is just a sidebar there, but a great idea. Um, right. And something that worked really well, just paying people a living wage. And then it's like, God, but you had to just be a, a shit in other ways, didn't you? And then that'll be used to like delegitimize the whole idea by the right. Because right, they find one, like, they'll probably say he was a pedophile too. And, right. And even if he did, it sounds like he did do something really awful and fucked up and he should be held accountable. But that doesn't mean it's not a good idea to pay people a living wage, you know? Right. Yeah, that was massively disappointing. I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. I had that as like a tab. I was just like, oh. It's one of the tabs. Yeah. (laughs) Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, Tabapalooza. Ooh, speaking of. Segways. Well, also Elon Musk comes up in the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Of course. And James Franco. And 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 fucking, oh my God. Paul Bettany. Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So this case is a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. We briefly touched base prior to recording mm-hmm. and this conversation is just going to go in all sorts of directions because I think both of us don't I mean the case is still ongoing and maybe by the end of the, the end of the trial which is supposed to last until like like mid-May. It's supposed to be a few more weeks. Maybe we'll have a clearer sense but right now I actually I'm just all over the place and I don't know what to think aside from the fact that they both seem abusive and uh he seems like he was absolutely harmed by her she seems like a very bad actor in a lot of ways but he is by no means an angel (laughs) no he did some awful things (laughs) and I hate the way that before anything came out about some of the like fucked up shit that she did mm-hmm. um allegedly i'm not gonna say allegedly all episode everything's alleged. yeah mm-hmm. yeah the whole thing's but alleged. I, I hate that before any details came out about what she may or may not have done so which is you know allegedly <laughs> before any of that of, came out of which is on tape though yeah and there's like, a lot text, of stuff on yeah. tape which is another <laughs> question mark yeah another thing but then things that are on video it's like yeah but this isn't I mean, anyway <laughs> circling back um before 
before anything came out like substantially about Amber Heard and what she had done, people were already villainizing her and talking mm-hmm. and standing behind Johnny Depp before they knew anything. And so when details come out that show cast her in any ill light, which there's plenty of lots of, um, yeah. lots of it's, so and that's not like the main takeaway here but it is a takeaway it's so 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 frustrating because so more often than not um survivors and victims of domestic abuse are women Mm -hmm. and perpetrators are men and there there are exceptions to that rule but that is what happens and false accusations are incredibly incredibly rare Mm -hmm. um and people are are disproportionately likely to not believe women in situations like this and to believe that men that they think are like charismatic and like, oh, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. I love Johnny Depp. And um, we look at like the outpouring of support for Johnny Depp through mm-hmm. all of this and the fucking vitriol toward Amber Heard, which yeah. certainly some of that, I can see where some of that is coming from now, but that has been there from the beginning. Right. It wasn't, oh my goodness, I can't believe that this happened and now I'm angry and now I'm going to go out there with a sign. It's like, no, you mm-hmm. had your sign made. Right. <laughs> um, you were ready to support Johnny Depp from from the get-go. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's so, that's so true. It's been almost uniform Johnny Depp support on Twitter. Um, like if you scroll through any of the hashtags having to do with the case, it's I wasn't really able to find anyone that was like publicly supporting Amber Heard in any way. Um, and it's pretty, you know, the attacks are vicious and sexist and um, uh, yeah, just br- brutal overall um, with hashtags that are trending like Amber turd and like, we'll get into some of the reasons why that specifically is trending, but uh, it is uh, there is, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable, especially if you're doing research into the case and like all the ways in which he has, I mean, there was a case in the UK that was, he lost um, because they determined it was substantially true that he had, that the sun, the the newspaper, the sun had called him a wife beater and he sued them for libel and he lost because then the court had issued a, a ruling that said it was substantially true that he had um, abused Amber Heard. Um, and I don't know that they we necessarily have a lot of the information that maybe they based that on. It's It was tough. Like, I was sort of like, okay, where's the, like, smoking gun here for, like, in terms of, aside from there's a lot of language that he uses and I don't even know where. It's it's hard to know where to go, but I think it's it's an important piece of the story that he was proven, that, that he was found guilty of abuse um in the 2020 case uh in the uk yeah definitely relevant to things um Mm -hmm. i guess we can start talking about what allegedly happened some of the things not every fucking thing because there are so many things that have been alleged back and forth um and like and why she's suing him or why he's they're both they're she's so counter suing him. He's suing her for defamation mm-hmm. for her 2018 Washington Post article. 
right? Where she, or op-ed, where she basically didn't name him, but said that she was a victim of domestic abuse and she was speaking kind of in the wake of the Me Too movement. Yeah, it was a, I think it was a Washington Post op-ed. Um, I thought it was 2016, but it might have been 2018, actually. Because um, the restraining order was 2016. Right. So, they got married in 2015. Yeah, so it was 2018, yeah. <laughs> quick, quick, uh, their, their timeline yeah, is their so time. <laughs> uh, quick. <laughs> yeah, they met filming The Rum Diary in 2009. They're dating other people. And Johnny Depp said that he had... There were feelings, I guess, during some shower scene. Um, and then mm-hmm. they, I know, then they ended up getting married in 2015, um, like you said. Um, so, yeah, they filed for divorce in 2016. Very quick, tumultuous uh, uh, situation there. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was suing her for defamation there. Um, oh, because she ended the quote that I think. He, the specific quote from that is that she said she was a public figure representing domestic abuse. Um, and he sued her for defamation and then she countersued him. Mm-hmm. Um, they picked Virginia because to have the, the case because that's where that's like near where the Washington post is <laughs> was the reason given, which is like, okay, I don't know. Sure. Like, <laughs> right. So yeah, that seems like, okay, that's the reason that it's in, Fairfax County. Um, Johnny Depp at this point is 58 and um, Amber Heard is 35. Um, And this trial uh, is, I guess, all like what what it's exposed so far is what we kind of already knew from the UK case, which is that they obviously had a tumultuous marriage, but um some of the I wonder if it makes sense to basically yes like okay so she accuses him of physical and sexual abuse and he Uh accuses her of physical abuse and says that he's the victim Uh there are a number of different way like physical um there's a lot of physical evidence like from pictures that he did have bruises and I think the most prominent injury that he sustained was when they were in Australia filming he was filming Pirates of the Caribbean 5 and um he somehow if it was it's unclear how what how exactly this happened she threw did she throw a bottle at him and it broke and he cut his hand on it um but he ended up in the hospital and he contracted MRSA I think right that that really bad um, antibiotic resistant infection. Um, I don't want MRSA. No, in his finger. And he said that he was, he, he could see, he was like looking at his own exposed bone. Um, and at the time he, he didn't tell anyone there, there was no, he didn't accuse her. Um, he sort of made excuses. I think he said that I forget what one of them was where he, he cut himself, but, um, he now alleges that that was um, that was her, um, and there's audio of them arguing where it seems that Amber Heard has like admitted that she was hitting him, and she would she was sort of like, "I didn't punch you, I hit you," <laughs> like so. No. 
there's a lot of recording. There's a number of recordings that feel pretty, it feels pretty overwhelmingly clear um, based on those recordings and, and um, ba- well, you could base them on the recordings alone, but pictures and other incidents and people who were in the hospital when he uh, had his cut finger, that, he, that there was, there was physical abuse and that um, often it was initiated by, by Amber Heard. At least that, that feels pretty, uh, very plausible to me at this point that she initiated violent conflict with him. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Cause it's like, <laughs> we know, no one was behaving well. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> she says, he says he never hit her under, or did anything violent toward her under any circumstances. She said she only hit him in self-defense or in defense of her sister. Mm-hmm. So she admits to some violence, but says it's self-defense. He admits to no violence. Um, and there are times where, like, he admitted there was a fight where the TV broke, and he admitted he didn't remember how it broke. Mm-hmm. And there are things like that where he doesn't have memories of certain things because of his drug and alcohol use, um, which he says is just, he's just, you know, she's taking advantage basically of his, his addiction and casting him in this light. And she says, no, he would get so drunk or so high that he wouldn't, um, he would be beha- like behaving super violently. Um, and there are some like, so there are a bunch of recordings and some people are saying like, oh, Amber heard like staged them, um, which could be true. There's also like videos yeah. where you can see Johnny Depp acting not like there's one where he's like, Oh, you want crazy? I'll give you crazy. He doesn't hurt her or like laugh, like threaten her directly, but he's acting aggressively, like hitting objects like cabinets and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, which like paints a picture too. And there's this, this idea of it, it's hard. Cause I feel like this is like the worst. I hate what this and Amber her like, I hate what this is going to do. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, because people are throwing around this idea of like mutual abuse, mm-hmm. um, which not everyone agrees is like a thing. Um, and and their, ther- their couple's therapist said, called it mutual abuse, yeah, right? Exactly. Yep. The couple, mm-hmm. uh, Laurel Anderson said she saw mutual abuse in the relationship. And it's become like a point of like discussion and, and discourse, which um, I haven't had the the blessing to read all of the discourse, but <laughs> real blessing, real, <laughs> real treat real, this discourse, <laughs> real blessing. The, uh, the president and CEO of the national coalition against domestic violence disputes the existence of mutual abuse um, and says that in every incident between two people, there is a primary aggressor and that, sometimes victims or survivors of domestic abuse when they're reacting to abuse mm-hmm. um then they are treated as if they are the abuser or they are the perpetrator right. so it's you know it's complicated like amber heard isn't the quote-unquote perfect victim you know we have these receipts of her yelling at him that he was going to be like an old lonely fat man and shit mm-hmm. like like and we know that she, at, at the very least, acted violently toward him in some way, to some extent, or used aggressive language toward him. Yeah. Um, and 
in general, even if like the, the victim or survivor is a, there's no quote unquote dirt on them. We still have a hard time believing them or taking their allegations seriously. So when you have someone like Amber Heard, mm-hmm. um, where it also could possibly be the case, maybe she was, you know, the, maybe sometimes she was a primary aggressor. Maybe sometimes he was, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's, it's hard when the person who is the potential victim is someone who carries some baggage, um, because we, we don't want to, we don't want to side with women in general. Um, so I think that's another little, little layer. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I feel like it's important to lay out like some of the, some of the violence to, or like, well, just to lay out basically what we know. And unfortunately Mm -hmm. a lot of it, we, we know that there was violence um, in that both, you know, that, and that he had cuts and bruises at different points. She says she, she did. I don't, I think I saw like one red carpet where like her back, there was like a scratch or something. Um, But, and there's conflicting, they're going to both have character witnesses coming in and they have, they have had witnesses speak to, their character in the UK court. Um, you had Johnny Depp's ex-wife, Vanessa Parody of like 14 years speak to his character and say that she um, never like, what did she say? I've known Johnny for 25 years. We've been part, we were partners for 14. We raised our two children together. I've known him to be kind, attentive, generous, nonviolent person and father. Um, on movie sets, directors and entire crews adore him because he's humble, respectful to everyone, one of the best actors we've seen. So that's Vanessa Parody. Now, she brings this up and that's her experience. And she's she is clear about that. She's like, this is my, you know, my experience. Um, but now on the other hand, in terms of his character, there were super unflattering texts that were released between him and actor Paul Bettany, where Johnny Depp said, Let's burn Amber with four or five exclamation points. Paul Bettany says, having thought it through, I don't think we should burn Amber. She's delightful company and easy on the eyes. Plus, I'm not sure she's a witch. We could, of course, try the English course of action in these predicaments. We do a drowning test. Thoughts? Um, I have a pool. And then Johnny Depp says, let's drown her before we burn her. I will fuck her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she is dead. And then Bettany says, my thoughts entirely. Let's be certain, all calves, before we pronounce her a witch. Now, Johnny Depp has said, like, that was in relation to, like, a Monty Python sketch. And it's so! A joke. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty fucked up. And, like, I don't think any of us – I mean, I think that's just, like, a level – that's a layer there that's really dark. And um, so worth bringing up, like, those violent texts that he's casually, like, sending with Paul Bettany. Yeah. And in terms of, like, him being popular on, on sets – he also has been there's a lawsuit which I couldn't really figure out where the status what the status of it there was a 2018 lawsuit brought against him by a crew member who said that he um like was like pushed him um and got angry on set and there was some sort of abuse there um and then the fact that and then he was fired this crew member was fired from the set for not signing an NDA um like saying that he wouldn't talk about Johnny Depp's behavior so there's certainly not uniformity to um 
Cruz saying that they that he's like beloved. So it's just like, and that I feel like that kind of comes up with like everything, every single thing that you read about this case. It's like someone like there's a lot about Johnny Depp that people and people. I mean, he has like the world on his side um, generally. Although recently, I mean, I think it's like he. The tide has shifted. He lost the Fantastic Beasts franchise, Pirates of the Caribbean after five. You know, he, he. I think his entire life is actually his career, his legacy. Everything is on the line. Who cares? I mean, if if you're a violent abuser, I mean, I'm not shedding a tear about that. You should be done. Um, not to mention, um, Mads Mikkelsen was a way better Grindelwald. I just saw the most recent Fantastic Beasts, and he's way better. They should have cast him from <laughs> the beginning. Anyway. Um, But I just, I feel like there's, (laughs) I mean, I'm eager to see what else comes out in this case. I was, I wonder if you, did you find this? I felt like I've seen a lot of this been, um, this case has played out a lot for me, at least on Twitter. And I've seen like the live stream um, show up on TikTok and show up on Twitter. But when I really was like, okay, what's what do we know from like the BBC? What is the what is the Guardian? What is the New York Times and the Washington Post reporting like on what we know? They're pretty sparse. There is not a whole lot. And I think that just speaks to how like we just have to kind of wait for this case to play out. Um, we can't have like all the true crime crimers and TikTokers and like Johnny Depp stands. Like this is a messy, messy case. Yeah, and I usually do go to Twitter um, and just look at what people are saying about the things you're talking about, and I didn't do it for this. <laughs> Smart. Um, <laughs> it was a cesspool. <laughs> no, well, it was mostly because there's just so, yeah, there's so much shit out there in general. Um, yeah, so many little details and things along the way, and um, again, it sounds like Twitter was very one-sided. Mm-hmm. Um and like it's the things that I read were talking about how one sided it was too, but like they weren't necessarily presenting it as one sided. And um, I did think it was interest- interesting. <laughs> Him, like when Johnny Depp was like, "Well, it was it was a reference to Monty Python." I'm like, yeah. oh, how, sure, but like that's not like be- better, right? You know, it's like I can be. I can have certain feelings about people that I don't like, but I would never text someone that I'm going to like rape their decomposing corpse. <laughs> right. Like, right. Johnny, um, you're not helping yourself. There. Yeah. And he called her a fat ass on audio and like, and implied like, it. He implied it in court. Did you see that part where the lawyer was like, you're much, you would say, wouldn't you say you're much bigger or whatever? It wasn't a leading yeah. question, but he was like, are you much bigger than Amber Heard? And he was like, I wouldn't say that. And he kind of like looked like so petty. Yeah. <laughs> so- and that's the kind of shit that he does where I'm like, are you the worst than like you? I don't know. I, I grew up really loving Johnny Depp and yeah. I, I don't think Amber Heard is a hero. Um, and I think that she likely had a part to play in all of this based mm-hmm. on all the evidence. But like, I, hate that he has a courtroom full of fans because yeah. he just I I'm not a I'm not a big fan anymore. Um he's yeah, I'm not I'm not a big uh not a big J fan anymore. Called her cunt like um mm-hmm. it's yeah he's 
yeah, she alleged that he sexually assaulted her, which he um, denied as well. And so, yeah, the the potential witness list, which we were yeah. talking about earlier, which includes Elon Musk and James Franco. <laughs> I mean, James Franco, like, why, what I are you doing anywhere near a courtroom? <laughs> <We're> just... <laughs> Um, for sexual assault okay um but he's james franco's included because um they were co-star amber heard and him were together on a movie and she said that he saw bruises on her face after an altercation that is in dispute um there's also when johnny depp was writing on the mirror in blood yeah um, will you what was that about i don't think i have very many like notes on that after his finger was severed either by according to her him like violently smashing his phone and getting his finger cut and according to him because she threw a a vodka bottle at him um his finger's bleeding and he wrote on the mirror in his blood um starring billy bob and easy amber um Mm. like referring to amber heard being slutty and him being suspicious of her relationship with billy bob thornton um, and after the blood dried, he dipped his finger in paint and wrote over it again and was writing other like messages, um, through the house, um, which is again, like, it's just like these things that are coming out. I'm like, how is there a courtroom, uh, full of people? And he also, um, about his, um, drug and alcohol abuse, um, he was asked if, she was if Amber was the only person who had a problem with his alcohol abuse. And he said, sir, if anyone had a problem with my drinking at any time in my life, it was me. The only person I've abused in my life is myself. Mm. And it's just like, that can't be true. <laughs> uh, yeah. I like, you can't be this much <laughs> like this. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, it... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's just really tough. I mean, she the recordings to me sound there were moments where I did feel like she was taunting him and she was baiting yeah. him, and she was sort of like and, and the part where she was like, "Tell the world like you are you Johnny are a victim of you domestic, a man yeah you a man that are was... a victim like yikes I mean I I think that. Unfortunately, at their core, they they both have brought out the absolute worst in each other, like the worst. Like, I think it's possible that both of them had fruitful relationships before each other. Like, um, Amber was in a relationship with um, Tasia Van Ray, um, and it turned out that actually, uh, let's see, so they were they dated from 2008 to 2012, and um, Amber Heard legally changed her name. Um, during that time, but she, and in 2009, um, Amber Heard was arrested, but not charged for domestic violence after an altercation with Van Ray at SeaTac. Um, and the, uh, Van Ray said that, um, I'm reading now from this, like us weekly article. Um, uh, she claimed that the situation was quote misinterpreted, um, and said, quote, Amber was wrongfully accused for, um, an incident that was misinterpreted and over sensationalized, I recount hints of misogynistic attitudes towards us, which later appeared to be homophobic when they found out we were domestic partners and not just friends. The charges were dropped and she was released. Um, 
so and this woman's also also speaks to amber's character and says that she's brilliant honest and beautiful and have the utmost respect for her um but another totally bizarre twist <laughs> is not really i mean again I just don't know what to think. It's very weird when random companies and people on TikTok get involved in this as if they are going to uncover something. But then they, like the company, apparently Amber said that she used um, a specific type of makeup coverage to cover up uh, scars and bruises. And she, I guess it's called Milani or something. And the company Milani said, posted a TikTok that was like, you asked, you asked us, let the record show that our correcting kit launched in 2017. Take note, alleged abuse was around 2014 to 2016, got divorced in 2016, makeup palette released December, 2017. Receipts. I was like, whoa. Um, I mean, there was a part of me that was kind of almost, there was a, I mean, I was a little impressed. It was like, whoa. Okay. I mean, but also I don't, I mean, maybe it was a different like she did specify that makeup but like she was maybe she was misspeaking misremembering yeah, that's the thing Why and like victims and survivors often misremember little details like that and then that gets used against them as a reason not to believe anything they're fucking saying right like that it, it so <sighs> overall overall for them to make, yeah, like a tiktok about it it's just like ooh. right like seems to kind of capitalize on the whole publicity thing um you could just submit that to the court and say fyi <laughs> Um, yeah. If you really must. Uh, if you must, you can, uh, you can do that. Yeah. There was also something about um, Johnny Depp breaking up with Amber on her 30th birthday. And there was a kerfuffle that night that has become a part of the record and, and was brought up in court recently where either Amber, Johnny Depp accuses either Amber or one of her friends of shitting on the bed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know why I'm laughing just because it's like a very... <laughs> It's just kind of a surreal conversation um, where, and and she said it was one of their, their dogs. And Johnny Depp said it couldn't have been their little teacup Yorkshires. They're like, there's no way. (laughs) Um, But that led to hashtag me poo trending on Twitter Mm. and and hashtag Amber turd. Um, I was just like, of course. I mean, everything is, everything is a trash fire. Um, So I'm glad that the discourse from Me Too has devolved into this. Um, But it's really, it's just really fucking sad. Like, it's sad in a similar, it's sad because if she's, she is certainly, there is a lot going on with her. And I think she is an agitator at minimum. Like, I do Mm -hmm. think that, looking at everything so far and again (laughs) I'm not in the courtroom (laughs) I wasn't there but like with you know open eyes and I was sort of I think I was really I really initially believed everything that she was saying and was and I'm still very much I'm cold on Johnny Depp I I I'm really bummed out I think that he also exhibited violence I think I don't know what I'm I don't know what mutual abuse like means and I think I I tend to agree with you and and with this this kind of sense of like I mean how often is it that two people who are abusers like find each other and are there's got to be I don't know how there's a power again like just take everything I'm saying I'm just saying things without any real expertise um but like usually 
what, from what I understand, there's got to be some sort of like, there is a power differential between the two. Um, and in this instance, it's very tough to think that the, that the power would be with Amber Heard. Um, however, there's a fair amount of evidence that seems to indicate that she's certainly someone who is an agitator at minimum. Um, and it's just very disappointing. Like I don't, um, because we have to, we have to take every instance of domestic violence and, and abuse so seriously. We should, we have to take, we should take absolutely every single, I mean, it's such a, ah, it's such an awful and prevalent and like entrenched problem that deserves money. Maybe the 44 billion that Elon Musk was putting towards, you know, Twitter, he could maybe put towards something like this. That would be so cool. Free speech on Twitter. So people can attack women on Twitter. Yeah. So we can just like keep adding fire to the me poo flames. Like great. (laughs) (laughs) I really regret that choice of words. Um, (laughs) um, but I just, I really, I, don't know, I just mourn um, this situation uh, and not to bring it back to Harry Potter again, but um, I, <laughs> did I mention I saw the um, Secrets of Dumbledore uh, this weekend? But it was, I just was sad. Like I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the movie more than I thought I would considering that there's like a cloud of scandal around this movie and the whole franchise and for a variety of reasons we don't, we all know. Um, but actually one of the other stars has been arrested a couple of times recently for, as I think Ezra Miller is his name for, for abuse, for domestic abuse and for being violent to people. Um, and I was watching just thinking like, I mean, that we've got to figure out a better way to deal with people who are 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 domestic abusers and like the first time you know or like the first and I'm sad that that this situation seemed to just like go on and on and on and that people in their lives I mean I you don't know what goes on for a couple privately and I think but it does feel like okay but they both had circles of people who were around them and like having weird conversations about fucking corpses and you know, Amber Heard was in some texts that she was sending to people, like intimating that she was feeling unsafe. Um, and one of her friends was like, we'll, we'll keep an eye on him or something. So it's like, let's, can we mobilize a little bit faster so that we're not that, you know, this is just me just like being critical and of, of, you know, taking, kind of taking the easy way out of coming, coming down on one side or the other. But I just, It'll be interesting to see what comes out with the rest of um, in the rest of the court case. I mean, I I really don't know. I don't I don't know, but I'm pretty f- disgusted with both of them. Yeah, I don't know what is gonna um, come of this either. Uh, yeah, hate that Johnny Depp's also buddies with Marilyn Manson. That doesn't um, right, right, right. Play well, um, right. Oh, there's just one other. Yeah, this um, tech, another text that Johnny Depp sent. I, of course, pounded and displayed ugly colors to Amber on a recent journey. I'm an insane person, not so fair-headed after too much of the drink. There's lots of text to that 
nature, like talking about like your first like the monster, which is him when he's like drinking or is like his addiction in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like the cop that showed up um, after one of the big fights um, said that Amber Heard looked like she was crying, but uh, the officer didn't see any evidence of like bruising or wounds or things like that. Like there's just <sighs> so many things. And there was a fight. I, oh, I hate when a psych like, so there's a psychologist too, who right. after yeah, meeting Amber twice, I mean, for like several hour sessions, um, like diagnosed her with multiple personality disorders, which makes, I just, mm-hmm. I understand like forensic psychology is a valid field. It just makes me, I just, it just makes me uncomfortable to diagnose someone with two personality disorders after just reviewing documents and meeting with them twice you know it just doesn't i don't love that standard being set um Mm -hmm. and also that same psychologist was talking about how ptsd is one of the easiest things to fake which what who are you what is this opinion like who are who are we helping here Um, i didn't even see that her vibe was off (laughs) yeah and she was she um was hired obviously by Depp's team to be mm-hmm. the psychologist and was like treated to dinner and drinks at Depp's house. And she was like, well, it was an interview for this. Um, right. I just like, like forensic psychology, very valid field. It's just, so, uh, I just didn't love that. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't feel great. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nope. I, I also like I wonder if they're going to get someone to speak to his mental state. I mean, it seems right. like it's fair game. Um he did I'm say sure. at some point like that he threatened what was it? He threatened to cut himself um with a knife at some point. He said that's emotionally where he was. Take my blood. That's all I've got left. I mean, the two of them had said things to each other like mm-hmm. I mean, she had said like you're going to be the death of me and but that's okay and yeah, like we're like they both they both it seems like emotionally abused one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are studies that show not that you really need studies to show, but that um, emotional abuse is not any less impactful than physical abuse. Like it, right? It too holds a lot of weight and does a lot of damage to people. Um, so yeah, I think we can all agree they were in a toxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to aspire to um but i just i just it just it feels like um he is going to be it's kind of it's fine he didn't do anything wrong and she's going to be kind of forever villainized it seems like it's going to play out that way to me right now Mm. when i don't think it's fair to let him off the hook yeah um based on all of the evidence just like i don't think it would be fair to just you know based on what we've seen now tell and be like oh yeah she's nothing she didn't do anything wrong in this situation possibly um but again there's still more to come and i don't know what's going to happen um but i don't yeah i love johnny Depp, but i am not yeah I'm not I'm not impressed and I just I feel like he's like explaining things away but it's like you can't 
I'm not buying your excuses. Like, it's still not an okay thing to say or do. And you're right. trying to be, like, clever and kind of flirty with, like, your fans. And yeah. I just, I just, I, I feel him, perf- like, performing. Yes. Yes. Like, I just, I feel his performance. And, um, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I've seen that character before. Yeah. That's funny. It's, I can be do flippant, feel his- too. He can be like kind of flippant. I don't like it. Yes, like, he's yeah. been really flippant, and this is one thing that we haven't we haven't quite gotten to yet. But I feel like it does bear mentioning that I think part of the unfortunate unfortunate for Amber Heard for sure is that her lawyer is kind of a dingus, um, and that he's been kind of skewered all over Twitter and TikTok. Not that again, like I keep bringing up as if that's like what matters, but it is. I mean, it's it's salient in that that's what people are picking up on, and it's getting a lot of attention and airtime. But like he um, yesterday or the day before um, (laughs) objected to like his own question because he forgot that he had asked the question. And so the judge was like, you asked and like the joke had become like he was like objection, hearsay, objection, hearsay. And he kept doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he so it was fodder for Johnny Depp to kind of be like, are you going to like let me talk? Well, as long as you're happy, you know, he, he so. Right. I, I felt like there was performance there and it was it was made a lot easier by the fact that she has a lawyer who's a dum-dum or like just yeah. not, not on his game. Which I also wonder if it was hard for her to get a lawyer because Johnny Depp's connections. It's mm. like with, totally unrelated, but there's this housewife, Erica Jane, who <laughs> fallen from the good graces and her uh, former husband um before he was in legal trouble was like a very well-known established lawyer and she had had a hard time finding representation because he you know knew everyone in town and of course johnny depp's not a lawyer but i would imagine he's got lots of connections or maybe this person's just maybe amber just chose a shitty lawyer i don't know (laughs) um but (laughs) god who knows one thing that i saw that i think tmz or someone had picked up from one of her red carpets was her being like really shitty to her mom. I don't know if you saw this, but I like, that. it's like, again, it's one of those things where I'm embarrassed to say, I'm sure like I, and a lot of people have been that snitty um, mm-hmm. and like used a tone that is so ugly. Like I just yeah. know that I have, sorry. Um, but it does look really ugly for her that she like, not that it would be indicative of a borderline personality disorder, just someone who's a little bit bitchy or like kind of has like sharp, edges but her mother was like talking to the press and she was like i'm amber's mom and then amber like turns and she's like walking and she kind of comes past her mom and she's like don't make eye contact with them like mom you know but it's like it wasn't like a cute kind of like mom don't it was like a really vicious thing for a mother who was Mm. obviously just like so happy for her daughter yeah and it uh, you know not not fully really relevant but just adds to sort of this like when she doesn't think the cameras are looking is she being kind of is she kind of vicious um and I think that Johnny Depp is too like you say like with the monster like referring to himself as a monster and also just the 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 general understanding that he's a bad boy who like drinks before breakfast and like does a lot of cocaine yeah i mean that's gonna catch up with you at some point yeah it's not not gonna drink before breakfast your body needs 
sustenance like water jd I yeah mean, maybe juice if you're feeling wild a little coffee maybe some tea right so i mean and maybe yeah i mean i think there's like i don't know i basically it, it when things seem to catch up to johnny depp i was sort of like this makes sense it seems like he's had a pa- like this pattern of bad behavior like has been going on for a while and mm. you know um i don't know but i think they both i i think that it'll who's to say really i mean he's probably going to get movies again and he already has so much money and like he's fine um, yeah, I don't think she is. <laughs> I don't think she's going to, yeah, I don't think she's going to come out of this. Because she just, she does not come out of this looking good. No. Um, neither, like, why, though, is he, why do we think, after this is all, all the dust settles from this, however it comes out, with what we know now, and we, we will learn more. But with what we know now, we feel like he's going to still have a career and she's not. And, like, that's, mm. you know... Because we just watched Louis C.K. get a goddamn Grammy. <laughs> we did. Um, and it's, People and still it's, make Woody Allen movies. like They do. And it's like I felt myself wanting to, like, part of me wanted to be sympathetic toward him. Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, my brain had to actively be like, no, we're not doing this. You know, like, listen to what he's saying yeah. and how he's portraying himself. And oh, I just think he's kind of a shitbag. But. Yeah seems that uh she may be as well it's tough because it's like we don't know what happened and we'll never really know what happened and we have so many recordings but we still don't really right. know the fact that we have so many recordings and pictures and texts and it's still incredibly like obfuscated to me yeah i don't i don't even know i don't know what to say about it I, it's it's we'll see we'll see how we'll see how the rest of the it'll be interesting to like think back like we'll have to cover it when it they actually rule because the, mm-hmm. the the ruling is on defamation, and that's really hard to prove in U.S. It courts. is, especially when in in the U.K. Not that it's like they're you know, but there seems to be enough evidence. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Are we to be able to enjoy nothing by the time by the time we like are watching movies with our kids that were like from our childhood? Are we we're gonna have to have caveats next to all like Harry Potter and Pirates of the Caribbean? We still have Tom Hanks and something, I'm sure. Cool. Well, I think you know. Super cool. We solved this. Solved it. <laughs> solved uh, firm opinions, clear data, and facts. And <laughs> solved it. And now for we see you. All righty, uh, Florida again. Oh, always good Lord. And forever. <laughs> um, Florida Citizens Alliance. We've we've talked about uh, book banning often, especially mm-hmm. lately, because it's happening often, especially lately. Um, there's a book called Everywhere Babies that was published. In, a lot of like baby books are are, are on the chopping block. <laughs> Um, published in 2001 it's a really cute book that just has babies in it and it's sort of like a <laughs> like a celebration of, of being a baby of infancy mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't have thought 
burn it. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought. Yeah, this would be on the burning, the book burning list. Um, it's been on best books lists, and it's like sort of a gold standard for like, oh, you got a baby? Look at this book. Everywhere babies. A lot of cute babies all over the world. Mm. Um, so the problem with everywhere babies um, allegedly is that, well, they say that it's extremely age inappropriate and pornographic. Okay. Um, There's a list of 58 books that fell under this uh, umbrella, including Everywhere Babies. Um, and apparently this is because in Everywhere Babies, there's an illustration of one man with his arm around the shoulder of another man. Wow. You're gonna need to ban everywhere babies now. Throw it in the trash. Set it on fire. <laughs> throw it in the trash. Um, Maybe we'll be allowed to put it on Twitter, you know. If, wow. Watch, with the free watch, speech. Yeah. Watch Elon ban everywhere babies. Um, so just uh, a big, uh, we see you on that. It's, I, I'm sure of these 58 books that are banned, there are many more examples uh, like Everywhere Babies mm-hmm. where it's just, what are, what are we doing? But what what is going to be left? Like what books Nowhere are going babies. to... <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere Elders. <laughs> That's all we can have. No more Everywhere Babies. everybody put babies in a corner um yeah it it makes me real nervous about the future of of all things really um and oh and the document the document uh that contained the list of this these books Mm. including everywhere babies is Mm -hmm. called the 2021 porn report okay okay (laughs) i mean Good yeah. lord. <laughs> quite quite extra with the uh, Everywhere Babies hammer. Uh, <laughs> it would be funny if it weren't like actually censorship happening. Yeah, quite quite obvious uh, censorship and far reaching and spooky because this is happening like all over the country um, with books that are as innocent as Everywhere Babies and things that are going to be left i imagine might actually be problematic books that might um either incorrectly teach history or whitewash it or you know it yeah this in combination with the elon musk twitter thing and the quote-unquote free speech i i feel like we're gearing up for more censorship under the guise of free speech yep um which is the spookiest of all in my opinion so uh we see you and i hope that babies everywhere keep being everywhere babies despite this uh attack uh we see you that is so frustrating the free speech thing i mean we're just gonna keep coming back and back and back to it because we are in we're entering a really ugly Mm -hmm. real ugly phase and i think as the midterms come there's only going to be more like performative censorship um Mm -hmm. so my first one is a we see you that's really more of like we see you and like hear you and an acknowledgement that this person exists but um it was news that wasn't really widely reported about um a man named win bruce um a 50 year old man from boulder colorado who uh died after setting himself on fire in front of the supreme court um to protest 
basically climate change. And um, he was someone who cared deeply about the environment and he wanted to make a statement. Um, So he set himself on fire in front of the Supreme court. um, And uh, even trying to get information on like why he did it um, was really actually kind of difficult. And the news like the news outlets say like we don't um you know first of all they weren't really acknowledging it as a protest even though he had said on Facebook and in other places that that's what it was um but the excuse for not really covering this was um because they uh, different news outlets said well like that they have a policy where they don't want to encourage people to copy um be copycats and um there is like a I don't know what the medical term is but it's like when people read about this, they're more likely to copy if they have details. But I just find that really weak considering that um, very often all of the gory details of school shootings and shootings across the country are reported um, along with why and the person's manifesto and their name and the details and just absolutely everything we know. Um, So it just was incredibly sad to me that this person self-immolated um, on Earth Day in protest of climate change. And um, I just kind of wanted to acknowledge it. It made me really sad, um, kind of Googled pictures of this guy. And it just is like one of those people who's like, to me, it seems like they're just, their heart hurt. You know, they're like really felt desperate about the situation that the country's in, which I think a lot of us can relate to. Um, and it's tragic. I'm really sad that he did this, but, um, I really wish that it got more coverage, um, than it did. So we see you. Yeah. There's something poignant about the fact that we are kind of sweeping the climate crisis under the rug for the most part. And also, and because of that, I am, I imagine is, you know, part of why he wanted to do that. And then we ignore his, uh, it's, Mm. Yeah. yeah it's really really tragic and, and awful and when you do something expecting to make this big difference and they choose not to even report on it yeah, yeah. really heartbreaking um yeah. all right um so something i learned recently that i was completely unaware of and had made assumptions around uh, i'd assumed that flight attendants and pilots are paid from the time they arrive at the airport mm. Yep, that seems fair. Yeah, or at least from the time they get on the plane. But I would imagine it would make sense to me from the time you arrive at your workplace. Even though you work on the plane, you got to, you know, they make you go through the process of of airport security and whatnot. Which, like, for your job regularly? Like, ugh. Yeah, for your regular fucking job. Um, And apparently for flight attendants across the U.S., um, Nope, they don't get paid until the flight takes off. Um, once cabin doors are locked and takeoff is imminent, actually, so not te- technically moments before takeoff. Um, yeah. Feels like wage theft. Yeah. Um, and when you consider how much flight attendants have had to deal with, um, I mean, in general in life, but especially yeah. with a pandemic and mask mandates and people being already aggravated when they're flying and then lashing out at flight attendants for enforcing mask policies even though they didn't make i mean 
I agree with the mask policies, but the flight attendants didn't make them. Right. They just are forced to enforce it, you know? Right. And they're on a plane in the sky and they can't get, you know, they can get away from you to an extent, but, you know, I've read a lot of things and heard a lot of things about how poorly, as we all have, um, how poorly flight attendants have been treated through all of this. And the fact that they're not even getting paid for that, those boarding moments when, you know, there's a person with, it's, it's bonkers to me. The boarding um, is like the hardest time. Like, you mean they are not getting paid while they're stuffing your bag into mm-hmm. the overhead compartments and like dealing with every single personal conflict? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, apparently not. Um, but now... Uh, Delta is going to be paying um this is this is a celebration it's going to be paying like <laughs> half time for boarding Ooh. time um boarding pay so it'll be half of the flight attendants hourly rates and that'll start in June um so that's good and that is apparently a direct result of union organization um Wow. And those Good. the people who are organizing the union are saying this also shows that so we've been putting pressure on Del- pressure on Delta, but it also shows that Delta could have been doing this all along, right? Um, and chose not to do it. And when you think about the fact that pilots also aren't paid for that time, they're doing their like cockpit pre-flight like safety checks. Yeah, and I would I will personally <laughs> on my next flight like I do not love the idea of the person who is flying the plane not being paid for like the safety checklist before the I don't know I feel like I don't love that can we give them money for that maybe Um, that is a detail that I'm gonna remember I know (laughs) (laughs) I made you something um but Delta is the only uh is the only it's the first major U.S. airline that is going to be offering uh, boarding pay so Okay. All other major U.S. airlines offer boarding pay, and Delta maybe. I don't know the specifics of the flight attendant schedule, but I would imagine maybe full pay for the boarding wow. hour would be nice. I don't know. Um, I, I mean, come on, they have to be working. Like they're not yeah. on their phones. Like, I mean, maybe they are, but like they have to be. A lot of them are. A lot of the flight attendants are also the people who are standing there dealing with every, like doing the actual boarding. Mm-hmm. bullshit process. they're doing yeah they're sca- like they're literally scanning your tickets if you couldn't board the plane without the staff <laughs> boarding you on the plane so i don't oh my god yeah so we see you pay, pay people for working please? for their work time this is so odd like that's oh god yeah we see you jesus yeah it's like someone made a decision a long time ago and then stop them from unionizing and then it was just like this is how it is you don't get paid right. for all your work time you get We're to travel with all yeah, these with bizarre all sisters <laughs> and then yeah. travel back that next day and like it's not like there are certainly perks but it's not the most glamorous thing in the world like pay people for working pay them for their work time Ugh. um okay so my next we see you is to the Syracuse Police Department who got super aggressive and arrested a child um for stealing a bag of potato chips um it doesn't look like, uh, it, yeah, it basically just looks like they are, they were super rough with this kid. They, and there were video, there's video of it and people are like, what are you doing? This is just a, and of course, you know, it, it, continuing with like 
you know, ra- the racist treatment or, you know, the police departments just having having huge issues with um, community policing and um, racial bias. This kid was like, couldn't have been older than 10, um, little, little kid. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, they responded on Facebook saying, um, we're aware of a video being shared on social media involving several of our officers and juveniles accused of stealing from a store inside the city's north side. The incident, including the officer's actions and body-worn cameras, are being reviewed. Um, the juvenile suspected of larceny was not placed in handcuffs. There was some misinformation about that. He was placed in the rear of a patrol unit where he was brought directly home. Officers met with the child's father, and no charges were filed. Now, that seems, as someone post, um, pointed out on Twitter, that they were doing uh, some damage control there because it it sure looked like he was being arrested, and it might have just been... Um, the fact that there were cameras and people pointing out how like violent and unnecessary this looked and then the the actions again we're talking about like aggressive behavior the actions of these adult police officers was obviously way overkill for someone who was who had stolen a bag of chips um someone else on twitter points out that syracuse new york um ranks number four um in terms of um, U.S. cities for highest poverty in 2021, according to Forbes. Um, and they said, um, seems the police budget would be far better used to feed these children than criminalize them. Um, so just another, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good point. Good points made by all, except for the Syracuse PD, who can go fuck themselves. We see you. We see you. Ten, yeah. Great. Great Gross. priorities. Yeah. Great priorities. Really... <laughs> Real heroes. Love it. Um, Thanks for keeping the streets safe of really, potato chip thieves. Oh, oh my goodness. Like, I can't, I'm sure I stole lip smackers when, you know, <laughs> or not literally lip smackers, but I'm sure I took something when I was 10. Somewhere. I, I you mean, probably I, didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I went through, I went through my, uh, my little shoplifting phase and I think sixth grade. Oh which yeah. Was like two things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think it was eyeshadow. I don't know. But eyeshadow. Wow. I didn't go to jail. Yeah. I mean. It's almost yeah. as if it's because I'm a white woman <laughs> and was a white girl. I felt really guilty and I <laughs> returned, <laughs> returned everything. But that being said, I did definitely take things. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool girls were doing. Anyway, <laughs> Donald Trump. Um, as we referenced at the top of the show, um, Trump was found in contempt of court uh, for failing to produce documents pursuant to a subpoena from State Attorney General Letitia James. Um, in case you've forgotten, in the midst of everything else going on with Donald Trump and the world, um, Letitia James conducting a civil probe of the Trump Organization's business quote unquote practices. Um, my favorite thing about this is that. Uh, Trump is has a penalty of ten thousand dollars a day until he fully complies, which I love because, as mm-hmm. we've said, he's not generally held accountable for anything in any real way. Um, Take his money. So I yeah I love the idea of each day it's ten thousand dollars. Which mm-hmm. how much money does he really have? Again, rich people money is all fake. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but basically, this so the civil probe started after Michael Cohen, our 
sweet little baby baby boy Michael Cohen, <laughs> little testi- jailbird, <laughs> sweet little baby jailbird, uh, chirp chirp, testified that Trump would um, like inflate or deflate the value of his assets um, based on what would serve him. And over the past few months is when there have been um, more subpoenas, um, including of Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr. Ooh, what's he going to tell you? Um, yeah, and then they filed, all the Trumps filed a bunch of motions trying to slow um, Letitia James and the investigation. Um, and then a judge ruled that, you know, Donald Trump has to produce documents by March. And by the end of March, um, only 10 documents had been submitted out of much more than 10 documents, many more. Mm. So because of that... Uh, it's $10,000 a day. And Trump's attorney, of course, has claimed that Trump has performed a diligent search, found no further items. Of course. Um, I'm sure he's diligently searched. He's always been a diligent he's, man. Hey, if there's a word that describes DJT, it's diligent. It's It sounds kind of like diligent. It's not a coincidence. I know. It's like we had all those phone records from January 6th. Like we always have really good records with him you know mm-hmm. so i'm mm-hmm. sure it's fine it's legitimate um no i just hope we can get out of this one and we see you to him and maybe jail wow we see you <sighs> all right my last we see you is um there was a boston globe article about um a state rehabilitation center for youth a state-run juvenile detention center um, that was supposed to rehabilitate children, um, but hundreds of children were allegedly abused. Um, this was in Manchester, New Hampshire. And um, over the last like 150 years, um, this has been a space where um, just seems like a total hellhole for kids. There are there were staff members who impregnated young children, kids who ended up with broken bones, but it just seems like there were uh, all sorts of like like different sexual abuse beatings um at one point like were reports of staff having forcing kids to fight for their food solitary confinement for months just like a lot of psychological damage like generationally because it's been going on for decades um and occasionally there would be uh like something that would come up independent investigations but people nothing really changed it was just sort of like something that people knew about and just sort of let happen um and uh it's just sort of scary to me it just seems like there i mean over 500 men and women have come forward with allegations of sexual or physical abuse at the hands of staff here um a pattern of mistreatment spanning six decades at least 150 staffers have so far been implicated um and like this article says, like the breadth of the long of the wrongdoing um, seems like it actually is approaching or might exceed some of the country's most high profile child sex abuse scandals. Um, and New England is kind of already at the center of that with like all the different like Catholic church um, abuse that happened in Boston and then the archdiocese there and the way that they just like methodically covered it up for a very long time um again it just like the the hypocrisy of um religious institutions with a 
documented, disgusting history of child abuse, trying to tell anyone how to, uh, that they're pro family and how to raise a child and how to care for a child continues to just enrage the ever loving shit out of me. (laughs) Um, so anyway, uh, this is, I hope that this, this, um, this youth facility has fucking closed. Um, I think it, it, I think it has, um, but only because of like these lawsuits that are now hopefully will, will be enough to get this, um, facility to close. Um, anyway, really depressing, really dark. The stories are awful. And, um, so we see you to this, uh, facility in Manchester, New Hampshire. We see you, um, for a good thing, (laughs) which is born out of a shitty thing. As Um, we do, as we do. as we do, um, museums uh, at the urging of historians are returning stolen artifacts to their country's origin. Sure, would oh. be better if they weren't stolen. However, yeah. um, there is an, an effort, um, including, of course, by the British Museum, who's got uh, yeah. everybody's lots shit. Of stuff. Lots that, of stuff that's not very, theirs. Like, yeah, very... Uh, so they are... <laughs> returning things the brooklyn museum i guess returned 1300 artifacts 1305 actually artifacts to costa rica um and there's just a a general i guess movement toward returning uh stolen uh, items um, wow um which again thank goodness too bad that they did the stealing but yeah. yay for the return. Um, yeah. Just like me and my eyeshadow at Rite Aid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, glad that they're catching up to, to you there. <laughs> Thank God, finally. <laughs> uh, well, good. Good. Feminist Without Mystique is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at